Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're continuing an epic week of training, motivation, and psychology. Today we're going to be talking all about nutrition. We've spoken about motivation and daily habit of exercise. Now today we're going deep on nutrition and good nutrition habits for a lean physique. Let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix and Rad is across the table. My name is Yanni Bormeister and we are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. Remember, Tribe is a valued listener. Use the link in the description and you get your first month free. That's right. All of the coaching, all of the programming, everything. <laughs> now, before we get started, big warm welcome. If you are on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you back some love. Remember, everyone can join and interact with us live. Lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. What's up, guys? I'm uh, a little upset at the filter that Richard's using right now. He's definitely using the filter that makes you look much bigger and stronger than I do. And, <laughs> I've um, just realized that I've got the wrong stream in front of me. I'm looking at yesterday's stream. I might need to uh, sit closer to the camera. I'm getting a little bit... Mate, little I, I've... I've, uh, I've why haven't I got the... Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Mm. Got my badass beanie on and my um, singlet. I've just come straight off a workout, and once my body cools down a bit, I will be getting dressed. Uh, that's another good reason to come uh, check out the live stream in the UMS uh, Facebook group. <laughs> Yanni <laughs> was looking at the wrong stream, wondering why the beanie that he had on his head wasn't showing up on the uh, camera. <laughs> it's like, wow, moment. this is an amazing <laughs> filter. It's, it's showing me yesterday's clothes. Uh -huh, well. <laughs> no, look, it's a good show. I mean, I just went and uh, ate my lunch, and I just I had nothing to eat today. And so what did I do? I went and did my usual thing and I went down to Woolworths and I grabbed myself some rocket tomato cucumber. Um, what else did I get? Feta cheese and mung beans and a tin of tuna. Oh, you got the mung beans. And that was my, uh, well, you know, that, what do they call it? The crunchy salad mix with the legumes and the mung yeah, beans right. and the split, whatever it is, peas and stuff like that. Um, and uh, today... That I also had a little bit of a of a treat. There was these veggie, you know, chips that are I guess they're marketed as health food. <laughs> they're absolutely but not. They're rubbish, but you know, <laughs> they they don't have as many um, flavorings and additives and numbers and stuff on the back of the packet. They've only got about four ingredients on them, but they were on special. They were half price, so I couldn't resist. I got them for a dollar ninety. They're normally like four bucks or something. But, uh, you know, the reason I was able to do that and not, um, you know, for, the, for a brief moment, the briefest moment, my mind went to oh, a burger or a burrito or something like that. But it was it just so quickly came back and I just said, I'm not eating that shit. You know, it's Monday. It's Thursday here. I've got to eat good food. It's not the weekend. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about the, the habits, the healthy habits that we've created within ourselves that Richard Yanni and I have got. Um, you know, that keep us in, in better shape than most um, all year round. We certainly wouldn't be stepping up on a um, physique model stage and winning any contest. Maybe Richard might. Um, Speak, but, for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Look, the, the, the reality is that, is that uh, um, ex with exception to like if I go to Europe for a month and I eat 
croissants in Paris for, for three weeks or something like that and you put on a few kilos with the exception of just like absolute um, all bets are off moments we st we maintain the same physique uh, all year round and it's usually sub 10% uh, body fat for all of us I, I, I can't say the same for myself in, in the last 12 months because I became an alcoholic during lockdown but uh, the you know the reality is is that we maintain a very healthy lean physique and uh, and you know most people would call it dieting uh, we call it lifestyle uh, because it has become our lifestyle you know and uh, and it it's you know it's only an intervention when you're getting started <laughs> and, then, and then it becomes normal and you just have to get it to that point where it's normal. And that's why we like to say, you know, diets don't really work. Don't, don't diet, change your lifestyle, you know, and do it incrementally, uh, layer it on just like your exercise programming so that it's not too radical and, and hard to adhere to. And, uh, and then rip into it. You know, it's all, it's always fun to overindulge in food and, uh, alcohol and whatever else it's, it's, it's fun and it's easy you know, and it's very tempting. Uh, and so you've got to find ways of um, obviously s preventing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's just like what we were talking about yesterday with exercise habits. Uh, it's habits that you create. It's things that you, it's routines that you create for yourself. And I think, I think one of the most important things that people need to understand about nutritional habits is it blows my mind when people talk to me about how they want to lose fat or get in shape. Um, and then you see what they put in their own supermarket trolley. Um, you know, like you see the snacks that people put in and the, the bickies and the ice cream and the, and the whatever. And um, I just, I don't keep that stuff at home. And the reason I don't keep it is because if it's there, I, I eat, eat it. it. Like the yeah. other night, Alana bought some chocolate for the first time in... I swear to God, in I don't even know how long. Like she, she's healthier than I am when it comes to food. I will fall off the rails, or or I'll treat myself on the weekends a lot more than she does. So, and she had this. So I opened the fridge, and there was this block of chocolate in there. I hadn't seen that in a long time, and I ate like two rows of it immediately. Mm -hmm. I was oh, chocolate. I'm going to get into that. If there was chocolate in my home regularly, I wouldn't look the way that I do. No, I wouldn't no. be in the shape that I am, and I know that. So I never, ever buy anything except real food. And if you want to know what I mean by real food, fruit, meat, vegetables, salad, yogurt, maybe nuts, like real food. And, and some, uh, you know, like I always have um, uh, a couple of different types of rice in my house. Yeah, with white, white rice and you know, brown rice. Yeah, I always, if you need to. I, I even have um, like a backup part like um, bags of pasta because yep, we've got the kids you know yep, and every once that. in a while i make them spaghetti That's and, kids and, stuff, and stuff though, like that as well, you know? yep. but the it, what we're talking about here is the stuff in between now i'll give you an example and i well, use hang on this. let me finish because i didn't finish my point the, the point is that if you've got that stuff there people say oh I, I, you know i really got to stop doing this i got to stop well how are you going to stop if mm. it's in your house yep. because the moment when you go in to the kitchen because you're feeling hungry you're feeling that craving and often that happens when you're not you, you don't even need food right like yep. often you just eat a big meal but you haven't had any sugar or any sweets or anything and you go in the kitchen looking for something else what are you going to do if it's there because i go through those moments all the time yeah i go through those moments where you open the fridge and you think oh there's nothing here to eat well there's heaps there it's just that i'm not going to prepare it all there's a yeah. whole thing of veggies and there's yeah, yeah. meat and eggs and whatever but there's nothing that i can just grab and put in my mouth right now if at that moment there was 
Tim Tams or yeah. shit like that, guess what? It'd be getting eaten, yeah. you know? I've got this hectic thing going on right now where, you know, as, as per every year, you get too, you end up with too many Easter eggs. Mm. And I didn't eat an <laughs> Easter egg over Easter. I didn't touch a bit of chocolate over Easter. But my my father, God bless him, uh, brought a whole bag of Easter eggs over for my kids. And we'd already given them enough chocolate, so we just put them in the cupboard. And so I got this brown paper bag stacked full of Easter eggs. And every night that I go to the... And then next to it, I've got this 75% or 70% uh, dark chocolate that's very low in sugar and that's like my little treat at night if I'm really struggling I have an orange and if I'm still struggling I have a little piece 20 gram piece of that chocolate and it's sitting right next to the freaking bag of Easter eggs this milky goodness and I've been really good so far I've only had like one of them but it's so hard it's a battle you know now here's the thing and what we need to say straight up you know, it's only partially your fault if you're consuming this crap all the time because it is this food is heavily engineered, heavily engineered uh, to be appealing to the human brain, to trigger dopamine and to make you feel good and to give you a, a, to trigger your reward mechanism in the brain that, that makes you feel good momentarily, you know. Uh, even the food that Rad went and ate that he claimed was the, the, the healthier version this morning, those chips, they're heavily engineered to be quick, easy, uh, and, and appealing, you know, and, and, and they do, uh, most of these foods, um, whether you know it or not, have salt and sugar and fat in a very strategic combination so that it appeals to your body. And so when, when, when it's around you all the time, it is extremely difficult to say no. And that's for Rad Richard and myself. So God help someone who's not as diligent as we are or not as focused as we are, doesn't have the training mindset and psychology that we have where we prioritize our health. We prioritize how our body performs and feels. And we know really, really well how those types of food affect us. Mm. You don't stand a chance. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shock horror. There is zero room for that shit in your diet no. if you want to be, have a lean physique. No. Zero, goose no. egg. There is no room for it. If we ate it, we would be fat. Yeah. The amount that we exercise. I've no. just come off a two hour workout no. and we do that every day, yeah, six days a week. If we, ate that, if we ate that shit every night, we would be fat. No. I'm telling you now, you cannot out train that. Even if you are an absolute beast, you know, now I get up in the morning and I do an hour of cardio first thing in the morning. Uh, and then, and that's you now that's changing a bit cause I've got my kids a couple of days a week on my own, but, um, the, you know, it is, it is really important that you guys understand this. If you're, unless you are a, an, a, a bodybuilder who is doing three hour balls to the wall, break your body workouts every day. There's very little room for that. And even if there is, you know, you're probably going to struggle to stay below 12% body fat, you know, 12 or 13%, which is just being able to see your abs a little bit, you know, not defined, not what, what you see on the cover of Men's Health magazine, I, I don't, none I, of that I crap. I don't reckon there's even bodybuilders that do that and stay lean that aren't having testosterone. Mm, well, probably, no, there's not. That's a good point. You think yeah, about they're it, having man. exogenous hormones, which help, like, they, that's like a, that's, that's like a turbocharger for your yeah, metabolism. Because right. you think about yeah. it, there have been times when you and I have worked at that level of a bodybuilder and, and worked really, really hard for periods of time and still had to eat ridiculous ridiculously clean yep. to get down to even 8% body fat, yep. you know? Like, yep. 
It, you just can't do it. And so that's that's the first thing. The first thing is that you you've got to understand how your psychology works. And I mean, I remember this all the time. I rem I remember having the. I mean, we used to do weight loss at Unity Gym. I'm so grateful that we don't do it anymore because I am so tired of having these conversations with people when we would have people in tears saying, I just can't lose weight. I'm yeah. at the gym five days a week and I can't do it. Yeah. And you dig deeper into it and you find out that they're eating dinner and then they're going to the cupboard at about 8.30 or 9 at night when the kids are asleep and then eating half a Listen, packet Listen, the, sto the story I wanted to share just, just now when, when you wouldn't let me interrupt you so graciously was... My experience recently with my family, you know, I just spent a few weeks with my family and, and my mother, God bless her, is trying really hard to lose weight. She's working out, um, you know, she goes to her gym, she does a couple of personal training sessions a week, two, and then she does at least one class, like a group class like we do at Unity, and it's a good class. I watched a couple of them, you know, they're really getting them working. They're doing proper strength training. And then she goes for a walk, at like a long vigorous walk every morning with a friend of hers and it's full on you know like she's really going for it and uh for a woman who's in her mid-60s that's a lot of exercise you know and god bless her she eats really healthy food really healthy food every breakfast lunch and dinner that i saw her eat you would class as very healthy mm. you know she 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 even spends an an, an an a ridiculous amount of money on everything being top level you know she doesn't buy the crap she buys all the good stuff a lot of it's like the vegan friendly versions of mayonnaise and things like that you know that i just go god damn it get some mayonnaise in the house <laughs> um, but um you know, she, she really does well with the food preparation. Yeah. Where she falls over is the shit that she eats in between that. Mm. And she's totally in denial of it. Mm. But every single night there's a magnum or there's something, some piece of junk food. And then there's a copious amount of alcohol mm. being consumed mm. at night, you know, yeah, and we which is a very common routine for people. You know, they eat, they, they come to the gym, they work hard, they eat really well, they do what, you t what they're told with diet and nutrition, but then they mess it all up with the stuff that they do in between. And, and they're completely delusional about it. They're completely in denial about how much they're actually consuming. Now, when you look at it from a caloric standpoint, it's an immense amount of calories that you're consuming in between your meals. And there's just no offsetting that. You cannot out-train that. And, and, I, and I, like, I, I sort of tried to explain that to her. She's like, why aren't I losing weight? This is so ridiculous. I'm training so consistently. I'm just not moving the weight. It's got to be my hormones. It's got to be this. And yes, when you're at that age, hormones play a role because hormones diminish your drive, your motivation to go and do things, you know. Uh, but, and, and they do stack the odds against you. But there's a lot more that you could be doing, you know, uh, that, that, that and, and you could, like there's so much more. I've just put my beanie on inside out. How good is that? Uh, <laughs> thanks for telling me. Yeah, look, and it's a real shame because you try and tell people and uh, and they just don't get it. They're just in denial. And this is why we were talking about psychology first as part of the motivation um, um, uh, topic, you know. Because if you don't conquer your psychology and, and, the, and the, the bullshit you're feeding yourself about what you're eating and what you're doing, uh, you're in, you're in, you're up, you're in for the, a every, real hard every, struggle. Everything that you've just said is why we put motivation first. Because you've got, to be, you've got to be really clear on why you're doing it and on how important this stuff is for you. And 
when if you just say to yourself i want to lose weight i want to lose weight i'm so sick and tired of not losing weight you in my experience you're not going to get there it's not going to happen it's going to be the, the hamster wheel that so many people talk about i just uploaded a video um to youtube which was an insight from one of our shows a little while ago about how to you know prevent rebounding when you lose fat it's something that we talk about all the time and because everything that we've just described is is really really hard to do it's much harder than exercising daily and it's way harder than getting clear on your motivation and so that's why those two steps come first and it's that clarity of motivation that allows you to push through the hardship because fuck me it is hard it is so bloody hard to do what we're doing here to break bad nutrition habits like the way that these foods that Yanni was speaking about before, this combination of um, sugar, fat, and salt, the way that it's engineered and put together, it it stimulates dopamine in your brain on the same kinds of levels as things like cocaine and heroin. So you're literally fighting like a, a drug addict. Like that's what you're fighting against. And that's why like you've got to recognize that. That's why you might find yourself at home crying, wondering why you're not losing weight and being so pissed off at yourself. Well, the first thing you've got to do is is make this like this realization of what it is that you're battling and then understand the level that you're going to need to go to. I loved this analogy that somebody said ages ago, which relates really well to this. So we've just told you that the foods that you're consuming that are preventing that you're getting that you're keeping at home in your cupboard for when you feel like a snack is like having drugs for a drug addict. Imagine somebody who was a heroin addict saying to you, I'm going to quit heroin. I've really had it. I'm tired of doing it every day. I'm tired of what it's doing for my life. I'll just keep a little bit in the cupboard in case I wanted it some, you know, like just like it'll just be there for whenever. How long do you think that person's going to last before they go to the cupboard? You know, and that's what you're doing to yourself. Mm. If you're somebody that's addicted to these foods, and if you're trying to lose well, fat, you can't. Don't say it like that because yeah. people don't know. They're not knowingly well, addicted, and they're not going to admit it. You know, but but the reality is, you are because it's triggering a hormone and chemical reaction in your brain that you are hardwired to chase. It's the reward. Uh, combination yeah. in the brain and so we were designed to, to to do things that give us that chemical that's how we survived mm. hunt gather mm. build a but house and, and the build and a cave it's you even know. important to understand why we love salt and sugar so much because our brains are designed to taste salt and sugar and see it as something that we want as much of as we can because in nature it's occurs quite rarely like to find salt in nature if you went back ten thousand years ago I mean, you had to like yeah. lick the rocks, right? Or you yeah. had to eat some seafood or something. And sugar was in fruit and fruit was hard to find, believe it or not, because you're competing against all the animals. Like the yeah. animals are eating all the fruit as well. So to get there when it's ripe, like it was, it was a big deal, you yeah. know? So we're geared to go, oh my God, this is amazing. Let's eat as much of it as we can. Yeah. Food companies figured that out decades ago and yeah and they've and they've been engineering and engineering and engineering and what we've now got is at least in sydney i ride to work every morning well before anybody else is up and there's a convenience store that's there which you may as well call it a diabetes store <laughs> because that's basically what they're selling they sell diabetes and tampons and lip balm you know yeah 
<laughs> so yeah. funny with these convenience stores. And uh, and they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can yeah. go there whenever you want. That's right. Selling diabetes. Selling diabetes. And tampons and if tampons. you need them. And lip balm. <laughs> yeah. And cigarettes. All the, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And cigarettes. <laughs> and all the cigarettes, good stuff. All the good stuff. I was going to say. But I don't know if tampons are the good stuff. But, you, you know. And lubricant and condoms. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. All the good stuff. It's really, really important that people understand this, and you know, it's like we we battle it ourselves. But it's it's hardest when you see your family having to deal with this, and you know, asking the same old questions: Why? Why aren't I losing weight? I can fucking tell you why you're not losing weight because you keep sticking shit in your mouth that your body doesn't actually need or want. You know, yeah. you're just playing into an addiction that you you know you, you have to overcome. And so, how do we do it? Let's get really, really practical now. You know, we talk about the di dieting for a lean physique, the absolute number one starting point no, no one can argue with is to remove as much processed, engineered food from your bloody house, your diet, your lifestyle as humanly possible. Now, enjoy it in its moments. When you go out with your friends on the weekend and you're socializing, enjoy some heavily engineered food, whether it's that you go to an a la carte beautiful restaurant mm -hmm. and you've got a Michelin star chef engineering the food for you, or whether you go to a, a, a Macca's takeout with your friends my, and you, my you, you, rule is you, you get an engineered burger. My, Whatever floats your boat, go for it. Uh, uh, but my it's, rule is that when you buy it, you eat it all and that's it. And whatever you don't eat in that sitting, go, you, that's right, that's goes gone. in the bin. You that's it, it's your it. session, yeah. that's it, you yeah. know. And, and you're going to most likely overconsume in that moment. You know, I went and uh, had a Milky Lane feed with my kids the other day. And that place is phenomenal for overconsumption of calorie dense food. It is just like, and the most bizarre thing is that you consume this ridiculous smoothie and burger and fried chicken and all this crap. And you're still hungry. And you're like, how is this humanly possible? I've probably just had 3,000 calories. My brain's going, more, give me more, uh, you know? And so you gotta just pry yourself out of the place. And the only reason why you can do it is because that 3,000 calories cost you what you would think 3,000 calories cost you, about 100 bucks, you know? And, but, but then that's it, that's, you're done. And, th and then for me, the way I offset that is that I follow a ridiculous debaucherous day like that with a fast. I fast for a day to tr offset the calories because mm. otherwise I don't stay lean. You know, I, uh, I don't exercise as hard as Rad and Richard anymore and, or consistently. And so I, yeah, you know, I, I have to work a little bit harder with my nutrition. And, and so the first thing is, you've got to reduce the, 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 the empty calories, the engineered food, because the engineered food, although a calorie is a calorie is a calorie on a, uh, a, um, a metabolic standpoint and on a thermogenic standpoint, they don't trigger the body's hormones and, and satiety levels in the same way. And so if the, ca if the calories are engineered, they usually engineer them by maximizing and, and, and really getting the combination of salt, sugar, and fat right, but they minimize the amount of fiber in in the uh, they they pretty much remove all the fiber and so you don't feel satisfied eating it as 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 though you were eating a whole food diet and that's how it's really easy to overconsume plus on top of all of that you're not getting all the phytochemicals nutrients and all the good stuff that you need from whole foods so minimize that maximize whole foods fruits vegetables whole grains uh, really good quality meats you know and and protein and then what we recommend you do is step two is to maximize muscle protein synthesis by eating high bioavailable protein as a priority in every meal. Step one, step two. 
and, and that needs to be really clear. Uh, and then on top of that, you, the, the final step that I believe is that you really, really get strategic about how you have cheap meals, how you have your debaucherous feeds. And, and Rad uh, gave you some really good examples there. First and foremost, get rid of the stuff from your house. So you're not walking into a, uh, a, a battle every night when you get home from work and you're starving hungry. So, or, you, so you have to make a conscious decision to go yeah, and do the shit. Clean out the because cupboards. Y- you've got no idea how many times I've battled at home for half an hour or an hour me- mentally in my mind, but also with my wife, that I'm about going up the road and getting a tub of ice cream. And yeah. sometimes I give in and do it. But the amount for the every time that I actually do it, there's honestly, there'd be at least five times where I go through the mental battle and sometimes vocalize it and then my wife talks me through it and I don't get it because I have to go up the road and get it. I can't just go to the kitchen and get it. I have to make the choice that at night time, you know, when we're all settling down and getting comfortable that I'm going to put my shoes on, go out the mm. door, go up the road, go to the shops. And, and that is hard to do. Yeah. So if you're making it easy for yourself, if you're removing that barrier of entry, fuck, you've got no chance. Yeah. And, no uh, chance. you know, uh, in my last apartment, we were like diagonally across the road from the, 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 the diabetes, from the diabetes shop. shop. <laughs> and it was hard, man. It was hard. If you had had a bad day, you know. Uh, and so I've moved about a uh, hundred meters further down the road from the diabetes shop now, which has given me a little bit more, of that, <laughs> but there's a big steep hill to walk up yeah. to get there. So it's a little bit tougher, yeah. but I, look, I'm pretty good like that. You know, I, um, I'm more likely to give in and go and buy a bottle of wine or something like that. Uh, so I have to really like just zero alcohol, zero junk food. And then, I, and, and, and here's the thing guys. You know, if you're struggling with this, what you have to do, I believe, is go cold turkey for a month. You got to like go yeah. cold turkey for a month. You got to lock yeah. yourself in hibernation and just get rid of it out of your house and don't touch it. You got to get through because your gut microbiome will recultivate itself in about three days, three or four days. And then over the next 14 days, all of the bad bacteria that really, really thrived on that crappy food you were eating will start to die off and dissipate and disappear. And yes, you feel a little bit shit. You'll get food cravings. Make sure that you're really good with your eating throughout that period. Period, so you don't make yourself too hungry because you'll really struggle when you're hungry. And then after about 21 to 28 days, all of a sudden you just stop craving it. You just stop craving those foods and it becomes really, really easy. And same with alcohol. You know, you stop craving alcohol. For me, alcohol takes a month or two to really stop wanting it because it's just so many social draw cards, people going for drinks, inviting you out, doing this. And, um, and then watch what happens to your physique. Watch what happens to your physique if you focus on step one and two, uh, prioritizing whole foods and minimizing processed foods, prioritizing building your diet around bioavailable protein. You can Google what that means. Uh, and then you just watch what happens. It's just, it's just shocking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, hope you got something out of that. Um, if you are from our UMS online coaching group, Jump over to that group now. We're going to be doing your live daily coaching call. Send, send uh, Lucio Rosato some love. He's uh, said hello here on the live stream. Hey, Lucio. We'll see you in a minute, mate, over in that online coaching group. Yep. And and big warm welcome to everyone who's just bought the uh, the Flexibility Masterclass um, bundle or flash sale that we had going over the weekend. There was quite a few people that jumped on that. Yeah, well yeah. done. That was a mm-hmm. cracking, cracking offer. You're going to love that program. If you are in the 
this group and you just grabbed that, let us know. Introduce yourself. Tell us uh, that you're getting started on it. Ask questions, all of that sort of cool stuff. And we will see you all tomorrow. See you guys.